Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Lauren Reed, right here. What Ice Radio, the Lauren Reed Live Show, quarantine edition. So me yes. and Jay are back for another episode with my hair not done again. Same. <laughs> so my beard. I had to trim up my beard today. Listen, uh, girl. Camera. You, we, we all out here struggling, right? It's real. You see this? <laughs> um, but Jay, what's up? How you doing? Good, I'm good. good, good. Just, just, we, we oh, just out here. Not this Jay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we just, uh, you know, just maintaining same old stuff, just trying to stay busy, just trying to stay motivated, uh, yep. working with the team behind the scenes. We got some stuff coming up that we're excited for, but, you know, it's quarantine edition, so we got to keep it moving. Got to keep it moving. So with that being said, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce our guest for tonight. For sure. I mean, he's, he's a returning guest, so that means he's family. Yep. Um, even during this whole lockdown quarantine, he's still doing his thing. And he's got some pieces and products that he's going to launch very soon. And we're happy to have him back. The creator of Urbane, this nice, dope fashion, um, this fashion brand that's here, Philly, Jersey area, local dude, uh, very inspiring guy. So round of applause, Mr. Charles J. Yeah. <laughs> Feels good Welcome to be back. back man. Feels good to be back. Welcome yeah, back. How you feeling? How you feeling? Uh, I'm good. Just been uh, taking the downtime to really just get this stuff right with the business taking time off to um, take like some classes to really brush up on like email marketing, um, app development, and um, just studying the fashion industry to see like where it's really headed. That's kind of where my focus has been for the last uh, three weeks, four weeks is just focusing on the future. I mean, we, I, I follow you on Twitter and you, you have updates on what, what you got going on, which is really dope. And um, we always talk, me and Lauren always talk about on the show, just mastering your craft and, you've been able to really thrive during this lockdown and quarantine and doing all the things that you did, like, like taking classes and researching things that have to uh, help with your brand in order to grow and move forward. Uh, you've been maintaining that um, and thriving in the last, you know, two months or so. So that's what's up. That's why we want to bring you back to kind of just show light on what people are doing within different industries and how they're coping with uh, this whole uh, COVID-19 quarantine. So yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. no, you good? I'm gonna ask, like, right before this actually like hit, what were you doing? Like, what was the brand about to do? Um, and then all of this just happened. Um, I actually, I was getting ready. I took about three months off from November, December, and January, just because with my job it gets really hectic during that time. Mm -hmm. So, me just taking that time off allowed me to mentally get my mind right. Um, I was in like a weird space in like November where it was like, I was allowing social media to kind of get to me. Um, mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't moving fast enough. I felt like I wasn't progressing at the pace that I needed to. So I just pulled the plugs and was like, I'm gonna take three months off and just get my mental health together and mm -hmm. get my life together outside of just the clothing brand. So, um, I took those three months off, um, just did a lot of, uh, self reflecting looking in the mirror and just really figuring out what I have to do better for the brand to really flourish. Um, I took that time too to study different industries. So like um, I studied the watch industry, uh, studied the eyewear industry, just to kind of see where like the um, areas of opportunity are and where I can um, just be a better designer all around. Like I just don't want to be known for just clothes. I want to be known as anything that he puts his hands on comes out amazing. So that was really my focus for the time off. And then Coming into January, that's when like COVID hit. So I didn't really have anything in production. My watches were done in January, but the watch boxes 
were supposed to go in production in January, but with COVID hitting in China, um, I wasn't able to get everything done on time. Um, the watch boxes literally just got done last week. Wow. So I've been sitting on the watches for a little while. Um, and that just made me have the plan better. Um, as far as like, even with my releases, like I can't take things lightly anymore. I have to really plan stuff out and um, have the content and everything ready to go. And this will probably be like the best release that I've had, even though it's going to be everything digital. But I think this is probably going to be one of the best releases that I've had just on the watch. I mean, we, we, we caught up with you um, Fashion Week here in Philly um, yeah. at one of the fashion shows. And I remember you were saying how uh, when all this had happened, that the, the boxes were having trouble coming in from the shipping and all that stuff from China and whatnot. But um, it's good that, you know, it, it finally worked out. And, you know, you show me some of the samples of what it looks like. It looks really dope. We'll talk about that a little bit. I know Lauren has something to say right now. Yeah, so you kind of touched on um, kind of getting yourself back into a mental space where you uh, were really ready to be creative and develop again. Um, but how were you able to self-reflect and know that you needed to take that pause? Because being a business person in the industry that you're in, everything is always really moving and evolving. So for you to take three months off, that could be very detri detrimental to your business. But for, for sure. you, know, you know, how did you come to that place where you're like, yo, I have to pause to get to where I am right now. And that, cause that's a big step. Yeah, I mean, taking taking the pause is is one of the hardest things to do, um, just as a creative, because it's like you put everything that you have into this machine, and for you mm -hmm. to just turn the machine off for three months, um, it's it can be mentally demoralizing, um, just because with social media you're you're constantly seeing things, you're constantly seeing other designers, you're constantly seeing other people. So for me, um, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I had to take seven months off because I didn't have a manufacturer. So for me to like turn it on and turn it off now, it's uh, relatively easy. Okay. It's, um, yeah, I don't really run into issues with turning it off or turning it on. Um, I do everything with a purpose though. Like I just don't turn, off, turn it off because I'm overwhelmed or like I'm not ready for the moment. I turn it off because I need to take a step back and just gather my thoughts and get the business structure of everything in the right space because at the end of the day if you don't have the strong foundation and with fashion is changing like rapidly um just even with the thing that I sent you right before the call yeah something mm -hmm. like that is something that is about to revolutionize the not just the fashion industry but is going to revolutionize the art industry um for Travis sure Scott just did an augmented reality with um Fortnite um, right and it was crazy so like that's was, really the he, direction yeah, he basically was, he just basically had his avatar in Fortnite and you could right. sign in and watch him perform as his avatar. And it was like wow. a concert. Yeah, it yeah. was, and like, it had like all these really cool graphics and stuff because it was, it was in the Fortnite world. It was really dope. That's dope. Yeah, and That's it had dope. over 20, 28 million, 28 million people were on it. So yep, it was like. 28 million. And then they, and then he dropped, and then he dropped the song with, uh, with Cuddy. With Cuddy, yep. Yeah. So just dope. seeing things like that is, is as a designer from the fashion industry, if you're not adjusting or you're not preparing yourself for those changes in the structure of the business, like um, I've researched Tommy Hilfiger has a, um, a virtual showroom right now where you can go in, you can like move the, move the screen around, you can click items and shop and all of that. So it's like these major brands are doing it right now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I don't, if I don't hop on the train, I'm going to get left eventually. 
and I'm not saying I'm doing it to, to keep up with a trend because um, I don't follow trends. It's more so just to follow the business models and where the business is going. So, no, I mean, I, I, the people we've been talking to, and I think the theme of all of this, our uh, podcast since the quarantine edition has kind of just been adapting, right? Um, yeah. It's, you know, you, you got to find a way to, whatever, whatever changes happens to the environment, how are you willing to adapt to, in order to survive, basically? And that's just, you know, Charles Darwin one-on-one. But, um, like, I've seen even our, our boy Andrew, who does the uh, Explore VR Studios, like, mm-hmm. he created an online art gallery where you can click on the images of the art pieces and it shows a description mm-hmm. of, of who, who did it and, you know, the thought process behind it. And then I think you're able to buy, uh, you know, a print or a piece from that website or whatever. So... You're absolutely right in the sense that, you know, even before all this had, was happening with the, with the COVID, it was already shifting to a different type of platform where people could purchase and kind of experience um, new brands and new and just new art that's, that's, that's coming out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting and it's, it's scary at the same time because um, as an independent designer and being small, having access to those resources, but also having the income to be able to fund those types mm-hmm. of projects. Um, is the the biggest challenge that uh, I've seen thus far, um, because what right now even in fashion everything's turning into a monopoly. Uh, LVMH is buying out all every single major brand that they can. Um, production is going to start to go to MTO, which is made to order. So if you mm-hmm. don't have that relationship with your manufacturers to where your customer can go on your website, take a template of your product and customize it, whether it's adding their name or picking their own specific colorway, and then have it to their doorstep in two weeks. Like that's the future of fashion in the next five years. Right. And it's just, as a designer, you got to find a way to adjust if you want to be relevant. I mean, you can always do stuff the traditional way um, and still have some type of traction that way. But at the end of the day, the business models are forever changing. And that's mm-hmm. the only thing that you should, as a designer, you should try to restructure. So are you think you're going to see less of like lines, like where people like me, you and Jay will all have the same print shirt on and more so, more so custom to the style that we individually want. Cause you know how like sometimes it's like, yo, like with, like with me, I'm a sneakerhead. So, you know, everything is about a release, but it, it used to be like only 25 pair in the whole mm-hmm. city, right? But now they start making more and more and more, but is it gonna be kind of like, I can go customize however the thing that I want and it's more unique to me more than anything. So we all don't have one the thing that's alike. Yeah, that's that's really where it's going. It's basically Nike ID, but yeah. for everything for everything in your life. And luxury brands um, kind of have an edge when it comes to customization because for you to go get a luxury item and be able to customize it, that's going to trump any other brand or any other company that's below them because mm-hmm. they're offering you the not just the high quality, but they're offering you the brand to make your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just like with anybody who has like any type of trademark or anything like that. Once you get that intellectual property, people can't, they can duplicate it, but they can't duplicate it to a point where everyone in the world is going to know who they are. So if mm-hmm. you take, for instance, like Gucci, if you can customize a Gucci trench coat, like fully how you want to customize it, whether it's picking the fabric, the um, colorways or anything like that, you probably want to do that before you go do one at like Foreman Mills or like, Right. Or <laughs> yeah. Wherever. Well, right? it's, so. I mean, I mean, that's you know, it's funny. Dapper Dan used to. Ha- that was Dapper Dan in the '80s. You know, you would take the 
Gucci prints and all that, and then right. make them for the, you know, for the gangsters and the rappers. But obviously back then, they, he was ahead of his time back then, but like, it's all coming full circle now. You know, it's kind of, it's wild. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Dapper Dan situation, um, I feel, I'm, I have, I'm like on the fence about how I feel about that. Um, the only reason because Dapper Dan didn't, he didn't, he could have taken everything that he had and built his own. Yeah. And to see him today not get all of the fruits of his labor right. is part of the reason why I would never go into the route of taking a designer print and creating my own or remaking something. Because at the end of the yeah. day, 10 years, 20 years down the line, do you really have anything that you can call your own? Do you have your name? Right. Yes. But if he was able to build his own from the rip, right. right now, he would be the largest black designer ever. Yeah. Yeah. No, for and sure. I don't, I don't even know. He, there, I, mean, there, I mean, obviously, people always ask, like, why, why didn't you do it? You know, why didn't you right. start your own brand and label? And there was a reason why he said it, but I can't, I, off the top, I don't remember what it was. He, um, that's a he valid said point. something about. He said something about bridging a gap. Um, oh, okay. And it was just about basically him getting in and laying the groundwork so everyone else can flourish. And I agree, but I disagree. Because if you give the white man everything that you have, which mm. Dapper Dan did, he leaves you with nothing. And Dapper Dan was left scrambling. I mean, now he gets the recognition that he needs, but, but that's, that's 40 years, years, right? years after. Yeah. Those like, years. Decade. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, it's and it's and sometimes. I mean, some people don't even live to get to see that. So for him to be alive and be able to still get some of the fruits of his labor is amazing. But at the same time, you have to look at his journey and look at what he's been through and see where you can do it better. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's taken um, luxury brands so long to get to this time to this piece of doing customization? Um, because there's. Yeah, that too. I mean, they're so focused on brand. That's why. So anything that you can stray away from the brand, like for instance, if a certain colorway that Gucci might not do, but if they offer the customization and you do it, it's not considered off brand. So with anything to do with luxury, they really want to stay on brand as possible unless they're taking the brand in a completely different direction, okay. which now technology is going to force you to do that. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Urbane. So you guys have um, a lot of good new stuff coming out. Let's talk about the watch a little bit. Um, why jump into watches are one of my favorite things. I have to. Me too. Me so, too. Um, yeah, I love so, watches. So, so I'm watches. so hyped about <laughs> you bringing out of a watch. I have tons of watches. Um, right now, it's kind of feel like I'm a slave to my Apple watch a little bit because of the technology of it, right. but uh, what made you decide to expand the brand to watches? Um, I had, when I had like my three month stint of like not doing anything and I was just researching industries, um, even the structure of my business, I wanted to change because I, I kind of got frustrated of people only knowing me by Urbane. Okay. And for me, I wanted to I want to be able to do other things. I don't want to just be solely invested in just Urbane as far as clothes. Um, and as a designer, I want my name to hold value and I want my name to be relevant. So by me diving into another industry, like doing watches, I'm approaching everything like a Michael Kors or um, a Giorgio Armani, where I can dabble in these other industries, but it doesn't have to be branded by Urbane. Like mm -hmm. by Charles J is now the uh, forefront moving forward. So like I'll have Urbane, I'm still going to design clothes. That's going to be a thing. 
but I'm going to get into the watches and the eyewear. Um, but I used to work at a watch store. So for me, transitioning to watches is pretty easy because I know mm -hmm. how to take it apart. I know what the mechanisms do to different types of movement. Um, but for me to go and design a digital watch, um, I just took the approach of looking at something that is super vintage, like a Casio watch mm -hmm. and taking that model or taking that template and restructuring it and making it really like something that I can call my own because okay. Casio would never release something that looks like this because they're so um, focused on the main, like the, the conservative colors, colorways mm -hmm. and materials and stuff like that. But for me, I could take a brand or take that concept and elevate it so it's focused more towards a fashion forward customer and not like your functionality tech person. And no, I, I actually, I actually have an old school Casio watch, and yo, um, Casio, and I love it. Yeah, I to just, this day, I, yeah, I just like the the simplicity of it, um, and it's one of those things that you just kind of put on, and it kind of goes with a lot of what you wear, just organically, and to see what you had, uh, what you have coming out, um, yeah. and putting your own little funk on it. I think it, 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 when you see it, you know it's by you because it just, it just has you all over it you know what i mean if yeah. that makes any sense and to me that's the that's the biggest thing when it comes down to branding like with urbane people know urbane like even with urbane i'm kind of moving into a different direction now um as far as the clothes um because i everything i've been doing has been super colorful and um in 2015 2016 nobody was wearing wild colors everything mm -hmm. was super conservative people were mm -hmm. like yo i'm not buying that it's too colorful and then now you see where fashion is, everything has color. Mm -hmm. So now I'm kind of taking a step back and transitioning into a different realm of even where the brand has been like, um, as far as the logo design now is more of like a minimal design. I'm eliminating all the colors and now the boxes are just outlined. So right. just, like you, like that tee you put on, on, on a uh, Twitter, right? Yeah. So like yeah. even with the t-shirt, like something like that, that's like super minimal people never got something like that from me. So it's basically, I'm reinventing the brand mm -hmm. with this new colorway. I gotta, um, actually, I'm gonna pull up something real quick. Um, well, what about me, the people who love the colors? What I mean, I'm still, I'm still gonna design, I'm still gonna design colorway. I'm still gonna design colorways and stuff like that. Okay. Um, colorful stuff, but it's just the transition of the stuff that I'm looking to do now. Um, I'm building out a full collection for fall winter 2021. Okay. And um, the idea for that is I'm diving into the Aflux category. Um, it's something that is somewhat new. Nobody, no brand has really branded it yet, but I really want to come out the gate like, listen, this is what Aflux fashion is. Um, it's a mixture between athleisure and luxury. So it's basically workwear, but used with athleisure fabrics. Hmm. So you'll have like a trench coat, but it'll be like Nike tech fleece material. You'll okay. have a button down shirt, but it's like transitioning from that athleisure to luxury, but it's not, it's something, not something that you would necessarily wear to work, but it's something fashion wise that's going to stand out because of the material uh, composition. Oh. But like this is, um, I'll show you a picture of this real quick. You guys are the only ones that are going to see it. Oh, exclusive. So, this is basically like a sweatsuit design. It was kind of hard to see, but even with the blocks, like they're almost the same yeah. color as the fabric. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be, like I said, something that's going to be really, really different from me, but I'm, it's going to be something that people are going to love too. Looks oh, dope. I love it. So are you going to get into shoe wear? 
Um, so I actually just designed a sneaker um, probably like two weeks ago. Um, okay. It's just wow. a matter of going through the process of getting it made. Um, I actually have, that's actually right here too. Um, I'm like a kid in a so, candy shop right now. Whoa. So, yeah, so that's what the sneaker looks like. Um, I'm working, that would be the first official sneaker that's like completely custom, um, but I might have to go another route first. Um, there's a company based in Italy that does, basically you take a template of a sneaker and you can create pretty much whatever you want. So I can pick the materials. I can use vegan leather. I can use crocodile print, um, suede, but everything is 100% Italian made. So it's kind of like a, a quick transition into the footwear just to see how people would be receptive to something okay. as I work on getting that other design like fully constructed from nothing. Very cool. So all right, you, do you do all of your, do you work with a team or when it comes to designing or is it only you? Girl, I'm obsessed with my brand. I would never let nobody touch it. <laughs> I, think, I felt like I already knew the answer to that question. <laughs> I mean, it's just for me, the, the brand is based off of my experience and with things that I've been through in my life and everything like that. So um, would I want to bring on another designer? Eventually I would. But right now, I think the, the, the touches that I put on the brand are what make it what it is. Um, and to try and like force somebody to think the way that I do from a design standpoint, I'm not at that point yet because I haven't gained everything that I need from it right now. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I appreciate about you is that I always see you um, have local uh, people that are, are artists or um, other people, models and stuff that are in mm -hmm. your stuff, especially on your pages. Um, I saw two people that we had on at Soul in the City. Um, shout out mm -hmm. to Frenchie. She, mm -hmm. um, I saw her on your page, rocking. Not for everybody. Uh, yep. uh, sweatsuit, crazy. You plug. You plug me for that. You plug that. <laughs> Listen, you came. To, you came out to support the show, of course. Word. You were like, "Yo, who is this girl? She's crazy." I was like, "You got. You got to get her in your stuff." <laughs> for sure. For and, sure. Um. She killed it, actually. You know, Frenchie has a swag about her. So when Definitely. I started on her page, I was like, oh, this looks, this looks crazy. This is amazing. You also had Project 215 right. um, in your stuff as well. Um, is it important to you to stay you kind of like in your local roots? I know you're from Jersey, but, you know, yeah. you still have a lot of local ties here in the city to have people um, support your stuff and, and, yeah. and represent your brand. Yeah, um, even with how I connected connected with Frenchie, um, she had seen something on, on Instagram, and um, I never met her in person before, so when you invited me out to the event, I was like, yo, like, I'm not about to be hesitant with connecting with people um, at the event, so as soon as she was done her set, I walked up, like, yo, your, your swag is fire, like, your music, the way you perform, everything, I was like, yo, take my number down, we're going to link, and, um, I ended up getting some stuff to her like probably like two or three weeks after that. And um, nice. for me, it's just, I, I'm not huge on the influencer game. I've never, I've never really been for me. I, I like to connect with real people in real time um, yeah. because like the influencer game is just so like, 
it's so sketchy. Right? <laughs> it is. Me and it's, Lauren it's, are laughing because we're talking laughing. about this all the time. <laughs> we could, yeah, we could just, probably have an offline conversation about this <laughs> and go in. It's so crazy. We talk about yeah. it all the time. But go yeah, ahead. It's, sorry just, about that. it's just like people. I don't want people to to fake fuck with me, and I don't right. mean to cuss, but like that's that's just the that's what it is. Like I don't want people to be like, oh, your brand is fire. Like let's work cool but like did you do any research about the brand did you know anything about the brand like and the thing is i don't give anybody slack with that because Mm -hmm. i just connected with a a billboard a top 10 billboard artist he's a reggae artist from la um named analia brown she dropped her album last year called queen queendom it was number one on the reggae charts she reached out to me over instagram asking me about my brand asking me about the story behind the brand so for me, it's like if somebody like that has more than enough time to research before they reach yeah. out, then everybody got it. Then yeah, like every, I put I keep pretty much everybody on the same pedestal. I don't, I mean, keep everybody on the same playing field. Like I don't care who you are. I don't care how many followers you have. At the end of the day, if you want to rock the brand or you want to support, I'll send you a link. And if you don't, then we have to be trading value or trading some type of something um, in the process. And I've kind of just got to the point where like, if I want to work with an influencer, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll just ask them what their rate is. I'm not even going to sit there and try to build a relationship with them at first, because at the end of the day, 95% of the industry is transactional. Yes. So for me, it's like, if I go, okay, then boom, I'm, I'm not even going to ask you, if I ask you your rate and it's outside my, my budget, I'll let you know, like, Hey, listen, right now it's outside the budget, but I know how much it costs. When I do get to that point, I'll be sure to reach out to you, da 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 da. But for me to sit there and like just send stuff out and just send it out, I'll, I've kind of moved past that because I see too much value in the brand. Mm-hmm. That's such, um, I love that answer because sometimes I think we're so anxious just to, I mean, I've, I have fallen victim to this. We just mm-hmm. want to get our shit out there, right? Yeah, so that's real. We're just like, if someone will take a free sweatshirt, or a t-shirt or whatever and just plug it it's worth the try but what you just you spoke volumes about knowing your value and what mm-hmm. you um have worked so hard to do and that it's it's not dang i was about to say it's yeah. not for everybody yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no like but you got to think too like this this is something that has kind of been like embedded in us subconsciously yeah like if we have somebody who has a large following or somebody who is popular and we have access to them to get them something like culture has taught us to, okay, well, for me to get ahead, I got to do, I'm going to have to send this out or I'm going to have to get this person or da, 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 da. But once you take a step back and stop looking at it that way, selfishly, then the entire process of dealing with an influencer makes sense. It's like, you take a step back and like, okay, boom, if I got to pay this person, then I'll pay them their rate and I'll go about my business and I'll treat it like business. But you can't, have expectations of people being on the same like genuine capacity that you are because like I'm a super genuine person so even if I just meet you like I'm gonna always give you the benefit of the doubt because I'm that person right but if I send something Mm -hmm. out and you don't post or you don't wear it I'm in the dark like damn like what what did I do wrong I don't look at it like maybe they were just trying to take advantage of an opportunity I just look at it like, damn, what what could I have done different? Did they just not like the brand? Did they not like the clothes? And that was me like second guessing myself 
for like the first three and a half, four years. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just at a point where it's like, I'll reach out to you and ask you your rate. If I want to pay you to do it, then I'll pay you. If I don't feel like you're a good fit for the brand, then I won't work with you. That's dope. So I have to ask this question because I had it written down for (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm not. No, 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 no. Okay. For some reason, I just interconnected and knew what you think I was going to ask you, but I'm not going to ask you that question. Nah. Okay. Um, When are you going to do some stuff for kids? Um, Kids. Listen, I have 10 nieces and nephews. (laughs) My sisters have been ripping me about when are you going to do kids' clothes? <laughs> All her friends, when are you going to do kids' clothes? Yes. And I don't think it's going to set in until I actually have one of my own. Okay. To the point where it's like, yo, I got to get young boy fly. <laughs> so, right. I mean, like, I, I have that for my nieces and nephews. And, like, I could easily go do, like, wholesale stuff and just get them in stuff. Yeah. But, like, like I said, if I'm not 100% invested in it, then I'm not even going to pull the trigger on it. Okay. Lauren was asking because her nephew is a, is a model and he's amazing. <laughs> we can we can we can cook up something just for like him. He, he's some, dope. Just, <laughs> just put this note that I didn't put that shameless plug out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> that at, was me. I'll, push, I'll, she, I'll do she, it. She, she trying to like, push I, influencers on me. Look no, I'm 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 so inspired <laughs> by that kid, man. Yeah, he's been he's been working since he was a a, a baby, good. and he's yeah he loves to go to shoots. Like that's his thing. Like he is a we gonna have to we gonna have to bring them around. I mean, the watches the watches are, for they you can size it yourself. So I mean, yeah, it listen. is. I'll send, I'll, listen. I'll send you to his page. I'll, I'll send you to his Instagram page. Yeah, he's probably <laughs> one of the flyest kids you'll ever see in your life. Like, it, he's, he's you know, what's the great thing about him is that he he j- is just a kid. Like he just right. really honestly just wants. And you're just having fun. Having mm-hmm. fun, just seriously like, having fun. I love that. Um, but okay, I appreciate that answer about the kids. That's a good answer. I'll take that. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> I have another question. Now, so I have some of the stuff. It fits great. I love it. Y'all saw me in my, uh, I made it, a, it was a dress vibe for Soul in the mm-hmm. City. The shirt that everyone that. Lo- that loves. I um, love it. Um, however, mm-hmm. do you do anything for your plus size community? Um, Because I know a lot of your things come in like, uh, it's it's basically unisex and male sizes. Right. Um, But, you know, Lizzo is hitting the scene hard. Yeah, Lizzo Lizzo popping right now. And our, uh, you know, the the BBW community, like, you know, we want to, you know, wear certain stuff. But, you know, it's also a big industry, though. So do you think you would ever expand your brand to do something like that? I know other brands like Fenty for lingerie and stuff is for all sizes, which Mm -hmm. is dope. Um, how do you kind of decide whether you would venture out into those different types? Um, of I think I think the difference comes in between when whenever you're doing something like if it's considered like plus size, it, it, the sizing structure has to be adjusted. Okay. Um, so it's not just a matter of like, okay, I'll order a two X or a three X. No, you have to reconstruct the garment to mm-hmm. so that it still has the same effect as it would when you originally designed it. That's so. so those are things that, I mean, I do definitely take into consideration, but I also, um, I'm not going to overextend myself for um, a, trying to tackle a different demographic or a different market um, when I'm not in a position to do that. Okay. So, like, when I'm getting stuff made overseas, um, 
my my MOQs or minimum order quantities are 50 pieces. So if I end up doing anything, hypothetically speaking, for a plus size, I have to restructure my sizing and then I have to order 50 pieces strictly just for that, just for that. Um, okay. market. Yeah. So like larger brands that do that, I mean, of course, they have the, the income and they have the uh, capability to decipher um, different parts of their brand for sizing purposes. Mm -hmm. But I know just for me right now, um, I can only focus on what um, my resources allow me to. But if I ever get to a point where I do have the resources for it, I would I got some stuff that I would make easily for plus size and like murder it. But that's also the reason too that I'm gonna start switching to other types of fabrics as well because they'll shape to they'll shape the body a little bit different versus some of the stuff that I've used in the past. Um, mm. But yeah, but like me getting into the accessory thing, like getting into watches and, and eyewear and things like that that's gonna allow me to hit a market that doesn't need a size. So if somebody wants a watch or somebody likes something, likes a watch, I don't have to worry about catering a specific size. It's all watches and glasses are gonna be one size fits all for the most part. Got you, mm. I love it. Okay, last one, I promise. Uh, well, not Girl, last you can go question. all day, I'm good. Not last question, <laughs> but last thing about uh, different uh, lines of kind of clothing to get into. Right. Swimwear, ladies, we love yeah. it. Uh, especially bright colors like I was just gonna say you're transitioning but um, is swimwear a hard area to tackle um I don't think so okay. uh, there it depends on it depends on the realm of where you want to be at in swimwear right so just how like anything in fashion you can go on Alibaba you can find a supplier I can order mm -hmm. 20 of those swimsuits um and they just they put my brand on it Right. And I don't have to worry about the design aspect of it. Like it's templated, it's done. Yeah, but you're not, do is... you not Alibaba. Like that's, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I mean, but like you also got to look at it too from this perspective. Anything in fashion is not necessarily never been done. Okay. Everything is pretty much recreated. So something is built off of a template. Everything that I've like created thus far, it has been built off a template that I have been able to reconstruct on my own. Got whether it's the, the size the fit or anything like that so with swimwear i mean if you're not going through like a, a vendor and you're going through a manufacturer to manufacture stuff it's going to be difficult at first because you have to get your sizing down perfectly because a bathing suit has to fit perfect like the amount of crotch area that you have the the mm. how, much, how much area you have in the back the the way that the bra that the um top yeah. is shaped and things like that so like those are things that are outside of my scope um but if i wanted to go make like a pair of men's swim trunks i could go do that easily tomorrow so what we'll, we're we'll waiting for <laughs> that's what i, I mean listen it, listen if, if, COVID, if covid 19 ain't kill us i mean uh, kill us all down from the manufacturing standpoint listen i've been I working mean, out this whole covid you know what i mean i'm trying to get my body right so if you need that model you, yeah, want I mean, them, you want them Daisy, the you want them Daisy Duke swimsuits? <laughs> the, the high ones short that's cut like thing. real high. Yeah, you mad at you? I you can know. be out here flexing uh, with the watch, with the and the, the frame, <laughs> and the frame. <laughs> you are wild. You're wild. Right, so, do we have a date for when the watch will be released? Uh, right now, it's looking like uh, May fifteenth, which is wow. not this Friday, but that's next like Friday. Next week. Yeah, I'm in the process of trying to get everything ready to go okay and it's 
coming down to crunch time. Like I'm legit, like I couldn't even do any type of like photo shoots or anything because I'm not taking no chances of being around nobody. Other people out here just going to the beach and all of that. I ain't got the time. Yeah, I don't got the time. So I have been having to do a little bit of everything. Like I'm in the process of editing um, one of the videos for the launch. I was actually doing that like all day. This is like my second day on Adobe Premiere. And I've been trying to like figure this thing out. But I'm gonna figure it out. And it's gonna you come figure out. It out. But yeah, um, yeah, the watches will drop May 15th. Um, the price will be 125. That's with shipping included. Um, it comes with a warrant, it comes with a six-month warranty on um mm-hmm. anything under anything mechanical. So if something mechanically goes wrong with the watch, it's covered under the warranty. So you'll just send it back and I'll ship you out a new one or I'll fix it myself. Um and then there's a um no, I lie. It's a two-year warranty, anything mechanical, six-month warranty on a battery. So if the battery goes out within the first six months, then you just send it back. I'll replace the battery and ship it right back to you uh, free of charge. Um, so that was like things that I was able to take from the, my watch job when I was there for a year, um, okay. just being able to reconstruct the watch and be able to repair it. I love how you have taken little nuggets from all the different Places. I was about to say that. I was Girl, just about to say that. Yeah, yeah. They pay me to they pay you to they pay you to learn. When you have and this is something that, that I've I slacked on it a little bit as of late. Um, but when you're at a job and you're there eight hours a day and they're paying you to run a business, like the job that I have being a store manager, if I don't take everything in that I can from running somebody else's business on their dollar then I'm literally just wasting eight hours of my day. Mm. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. So that's what I've been doing since I, I've been with the company. And like, I just got promoted to district manager, district area manager right before COVID. So now I'm seeing a different realm of running multiple locations. Like I oversee four locations. Um, as we get back into work, I'll be fully on head on with running the locations. But if I was to open up my own retail spot, like tomorrow, I could run it so efficiently that, I wouldn't even probably have to be there. And that was right. just me taking everything that I learned from yeah. my job and being able to apply it. Do you, um, how do you feel about being retail? Um, retail is, me personally, I like interacting with people. I've, I've tried to work a desk job. Um, I'll fall asleep after like two hours. I'm low key like narcoleptic. So if I'm sitting down for a long time, I'm just gonna fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see me start snoozing you know what's up um but just me just being in a high-paced environment and being able to interact with people all the time um has been able to even help me in my business with customer service um like if somebody calls me or somebody emails me emails me and has an issue with something i always my goal is to always make the customer happy regardless they're always right mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I've been able to take from my job, but retail is stressful. I mean, during the holidays, it can be stressful. Um, with most com- retail companies, it's high turnover. So you got to mm-hmm. constantly recruit and hire new people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't be who I am today without going through those experiences. Mm-hmm. And, um, even with my online business, like I've been able to take things that I learned in store and implement it to, uh, my online business. So um, that's been something that's just been really, really beneficial. And I don't take any of these opportunities lightly, um, when it comes to me working for somebody else and then paying me. So, so with, um, Jay, do you have something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. So, um, with working in a retail store and actually how things are kind of moving, I personally think COVID is going to change 
everything forever. Oh yeah, without a doubt. How we do things um, and how people go out and interact. I know people- Behaviors, right now, yeah. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. right now people are like um, itching to go out and shop again and all the other stuff like that. But there are a lot of people who have anxieties about going back out in the stores and right. now you can pretty much do everything online. Do you ever yeah. feel like there will be a niche for you to actually have an urbane storefront? Um, how I would, if, if it was to happen, how I would structure it, um, it would be like a storefront, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be, it would be more so focused on um, Avenue Black, which is the, my consulting company. Like ultimately my goal from the beginning was to build products and build things to be able to help other people, whether it's music artists or other designers. Um, so if I did open up something, it would be more so of like the Avenue Black realm of it. And then Urbane would just do their pop-ups at Avenue Black. Wait Um, a minute, time out. You have a consulting company as well? Yeah. So like that was the reason why I started designing from the rip. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked, we talked about this before. You have, um, so, wait, 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 I, did, I don't remember this part. You having a consulting yeah. company. All right, go ahead, just tell them real quick. Yeah. So, no, I'll tell you. So, Avenue Black um, was what I, from the gate, that's how I started Urbane. It was like, yo, I want to build products and I want to figure out this game so I can help other people develop and um, elevate their brands. So, um, by starting Avenue Black, I mean, by starting Urbane, it gave me, the knowledge and everything that I needed to go hands-on with the product. So if I do need to go overseas and get a manufacturer, I know how to do that um, for another client. And I have the resources to do that. Um, If I wanted to do something wholesale and just get t-shirts printed up, I have the resources and the knowledge to be able to do that for someone. Like right now, um, I work with an artist named Ish Williams. I built his website and um, built his merch out. And I'm doing all the backend stuff for his website. And basically I'm just showing artists opportunities that they're missing out on making money. So that's really what my consulting company is about. It's just about elevating brands and um, giving music artists the opportunity to capitalize on their audiences. Um, Mm. So um, if I was to open up a space, it would be Avenue Black, but Avenue Black would also be more so like an event space as well, because I would never put myself in a position where I have to pay rent just off of what I do. Right. Um, Yeah. To me, uh, retail, now is more so going to be focused on a showroom. It's not even going mm-hmm. to be, it's going to be focused on the experience. Because experience most, consumers, yep. most consumers aren't even purchasing in store. They'll go in store to try something on and they'll be like, oh, I'll just, I'll buy it online later. Cause they just like that convenience of being able to order it and get sent to their doorstep. And they don't have to worry about like people in the city don't like to carry stuff around. So they'd rather just yeah. get it shipped or sent to their job or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like the retail environment is going to be completely changing. Like even talking about virtual uh, showrooms, like this mm-hmm. is something that people have to start thinking about. Like um, there's, there's going to be virtual malls. Like you're going to go into a virtual mall. There's going to be 40 stores in there and you'll literally be a little avatar and you'll walk around the mall and be able to shop virtually. That's so it's going gonna, it's gonna to get to the point. Um, you ever see the movie? It's also a book, but the movie uh, Ready Player One. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be just like that. Legit. That's what it's going to be. And also, you even got to think from like a real estate standpoint, a virtual real estate or virtual leasing agent is going to be something that people aren't even talking about yet. But like right. those are things that I'm trying to gain knowledge on to how can I be a virtual leasing agent to where I'm going to these companies or these brands. And this is something yep. I can add to my consulting company is like, yep. boom, like I come to a brand like, listen, we have a 1000 square pixel right store that you can lease for eight hundred dollars a month and right the traffic is 
500 people a day. Like right. those are things that like, yeah, like that's just me forward, forward thinking and, and thinking on that level. Um, but yeah, like I, um, I linked with a designer from Philly. His name is Hashan Carey, um, older guy. He is the one that actually put me um, on to a lot of this like a augmented reality, 3D stuff hands on. Cause like I was researching it and looking at it, but to me, I was like, yo, this is way out of my scope. Like I'm not ready for this yet. But then he was able to connect a dot for me and it was like, yo, this is easily attainable. I can actually do this. Yeah. That's so dope. So let's put the work stuff to the side, which cause it seems like all you're doing is working. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and ask you this question. Since you are in quarantine, are you watching anything on TV right now or on any streaming, anything like that? Um, no. Like I don't I don't really <laughs> like T I don't I'm not a TV like kind of person really like i'll watch it before i go to bed but like i'll watch like hgtv or something but, um, <laughs> like hgtv is a go but like but the michael jordan right now it's Doug network so before i go to sleep so so I you're watching the, the last dance you, uh, like i ha like i ha i'm obligated to watch it because i played right. basketball my entire life so i'm like, obligated to watch yeah, it yeah, I'm, i have to Word. like i can't not watch it all right so that's so perfect so that's a great segue question since you're obligated to watch the last dance one of the questions that I had asked some of my people on Facebook is that the Last Dance documentary is kind of opening up the conversation again and changing people's perspective about this controversy between who is the GOAT? Is it MJ or mm -hmm. is it LeBron James? Right. Um, has it changed your perspective any? Um, no, not really, because I kind of like. I don't, I'm not going to, I would never put Michael Jordan and LeBron James in the same category. Okay. To me, I, I, I don't feel like it's fair to either of them for me to put them in the same category. Because if anything, LeBron is more of like a Magic Johnson versus if you're going to put two people in the same category, put LeBron and, and Magic Johnson in the same boat. Okay. And LeBron is going to win that argument, right? And then you have MJ and Kobe who were the same person. Right, MJ is gonna win They're that because the era, like the same yeah, person. yeah, right. and like the era that MJ played in. Like, one of my coaches in college was Billy Owens, and he was one of the first. He was like one of the top picks in the draft in the '90s. He played against Michael, so when I was in college, like we had conversations about it. He was like, "Yo, like when you're on offense, you didn't even want to bring the ball to Michael Jordan's side of the floor when he was on defense." And for like for somebody to have that impact on both ends of the floor, I don't really feel like there's an argument in what he played against. Like he didn't play against anybody that was soft. Like he played against the Bill Lambeers, the Detroit Pistons, and that was a different era of basketball. So for me, I don't even try to like compare different eras. I'll just say LeBron was the best of this era, and MJ is just the goat in general because he completely shifted the game of basketball. Not mad at that. I'm not mad at that argument at, at all. Well, at least okay. So you're watching the um the Last Dance documentary. So you are watching mm -hmm. something. Yes. Yeah, I'm me and Jay are probably are doing TV over TV overload. I'm at a point where I'm like over it, so I'm just trying to like read more and like see if I have any hidden skills that I never had before. Um, yeah. And just like, see what I, I got into audio books like over the last two and a half weeks. Like I got into over on in the audio books. I did. Nice. Um, what book did I just? listen to um the 50th law the 50 uh, cent version of 48 laws oh okay how was that phenomenal nice it it just 
talked about manifestation. It mm-hmm. talked about manipulation, but in a positive way, something that I never thought about. Um, I'll give you an example. So like, um, if I'm a this clothing designer and I'm trying to get into the room with music artists, what's the easiest way to get into the room with a music artist? I'll have a camera, I'll take pictures. So like, that's kind of like the, the, the thought process that um, the 50, 50 laws kind of like push you in. So for me, like now I'm thinking on a completely different scale um, mm-hmm. when it comes to like getting into the rooms that I need to get into. And it's not negative manipulation, it's positive manipulation because you're doing something for someone um, or taking pictures or whatever. So for me, it's just like looking at it from that light, too many people think uh, manipulation is negative, but there are positives in manipulation right. as well. Cool. Well, it is always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, watch is coming out next week. Oh, do you have something, Jay? Yeah, just really quick. I mean, um, what did you with everything you going on, how's the how's the family doing? How's your sister? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, there it is. Well, there's the product. There it is. I love we'll, we'll pull I love our presentation. Yeah. So the the boxes, everything to me. The gold boxes, dope. Gotcha. Gold boxes. Listen, dope. man. Just listen. Send, send, just send the addresses over. I got y'all. Word. Say less. It takes care of us. That's I love. I'm you. I'm literally wearing the the sweatpants because I took advantage of the of your sale that you had on. The I know. Website. I I peeped that. I appreciate that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, like I like like I I wear these sweats like everywhere, and but like I get stopped. People <laughs> like, yo, where you get those from? I'm like. Mm-hmm. Here, check out the, yeah. you know what I mean, Instagram. And so, you know what I mean, I kind of sort of right now talking to this little shorty, and I told him about, you know what I mean, little John, I was like, oh. you know, you little, oh, all right. you little Orbane thing right here, you might look mm-hmm. fly in this. <laughs> That's love. <laughs> like, no, no, definitely, I headed to the website today and copped some uh, uh, sweatpants, uh, the not, not for everybody, sweatpants and the crew. So you'll see that order coming through soon. Okay. So um, you're having a sale right now, 20% off of selected items on your site. So please um, head out there and check that out as well. Um, really quick, I, I had asked you before you showed the watch, like, how's your family doing? How's your sister? How's everybody doing? Uh, oh, everybody, everybody, uh, everybody's good. My little sister just turned 21. So I did like a little drive-by. Um, oh, nice. dropped her off, so dropped her off some, dropped her off some stuff. She got her watch, so she, she, she be all right. <laughs> couple, couple um, bottles, so she could drink. Yeah, now. right. <laughs> no, nah, I, I ain't want to do that because she been drinking since she was like seventeen. But I ain't gonna say. That. <laughs> 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 we all did. I mean, it, it is what it is. It so, is what it is. Um, yeah, no, every everybody's good. Everybody's home, staying home. No, good. Only my, only my one sister is working because she's a nurse. So. Gotcha. Well, shout out to praise, her. Yeah, for yeah, sure. She, she on the front lines. So. Yeah, shout out to her. Modern day heroes for sure. Um, mm-hmm. eyewear. When it, do you have a launch date for that? Um, no. COVID kind of, like COVID kind of threw a, a dent in some things. Um, so I'm I'm slowing down that process just so I can make sure that it's right. I have to. I got one sample done, which was like the gold ones with the pink. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw those. the. The frame size was too large, so I got to get a new mold for it. And the new molds are like $1,000. Um, right. So, yeah, but once you get the mold made, like, you don't have to worry about ever getting it again. It's just like getting a right. screen for a T-shirt. Um, what, so, so with, with, the, with, your, with the eyewear, is it, is it like prescription frames or is it sunglasses? Like, how, how's that going? No. Work? So, there's a, um, I'm not going to say new technology because it's not new. Like, Every I'm not like saying everybody uses it, but a lot of people you probably seen like the blue light glasses. 
mm-hmm. that stop like the light from the TV or your phone right. from damaging your eyes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's really where my focus is at. But going from a fashion standpoint, because um, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people just need the blue light glasses because sometimes it'll stop them from getting headaches and things like that. Yeah, it's functional. Um, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a little extra incentive. But for me, it's like I'm straight moving to it in a fashion realm. I'm not concerned about um, the prescription part of it because once you start dealing with prescriptions and stuff like that, um, it gets a little difficult because sure. the, the, the glasses have to be constructed a certain way. Um, sure. And then also, too, um, we talked about like monopolies earlier with fashion. Um, what is this? What are they called? Um, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Who, whoever owns Sunglass Hut or um, Lens Crafters, um, mm-hmm. they own like eighty percent of the eyewear industry, and they wow. only distribute they only distribute their products or their licensed products that they get from like um, the major brands. They license through them because they manufacture them. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that are available in Lens Crafters and Sunglass Hut. So. Uh, the the eyewear industry is is difficult to tap into because the wholesale distribution part of it is controlled by like one major company. So everything right. has to be direct to consumer for the most part. Um, but yeah, I'm going for like a fashion forward um, customer, but still having the blue light functionality so that if that is something that somebody wants, then it's available. Yeah, that's the wave of the future. I love it. That's dope. Yeah. All right, so you got like you got so much stuff going on. I'm tired. Like, oh God, I gotta stop watching TV now. Right. Now oh, I gotta no. like have audio books now. <laughs> <laughs> well nah, what I actually what you can do, um, I don't know, are y'all do y'all like dip and dab on Shopify at all or no? Yeah. I, I yeah, so they, Shopify, yeah. So they have Shopify has Shopify Academy where it allows you to take like courses and like courses on stuff. So like I took the first week of quarantine, I took an email marketing course and then I took a um, just like a social media. They have like social media courses and stuff like that to help you build like mind frame your content and stuff like that. Mm. And it's all free. So wow. like that's what I've really been taking advantage of because normally if I have work, I don't have time to like dive into those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, quarantine is like this is like the golden era because I don't have a job. I'm also not getting paid. So I got to kind of work through my brand. Like I don't have a job at all. So I was kind of preparing me for me when I do decide to like make a jump and not work at all. Like I could, based on how everything went the last month, if I needed to, I could quit my job and pursue full time. Gotcha. All right, Jay, we got some work to do. We do, as always. We're done watching Dave and all that other (laughs) <laughs> no, like I, I'm mad that I missed. I didn't even watch one episode of Dave, so I'm gonna what? just go through and binge. I'm gonna go through. Yeah, and binge just watch binge. It just finished last this past just, uh, week, so last I ended up binging all the way through and not knowing that last week was the last episode because someone mm. Ben told me to watch it, and I was like, oh. it was me. Yeah. It was you, yeah. and I was like, oh, it's it was me. Yeah. yeah, and then I was just like, all right, let me see what's going on because I didn't have anything else to watch, and thoroughly enjoyed it. It's hilarious. But it's also really dope because it's like it kind of talks about how we how you were talking about like like the way he thinks and like kind of really protecting his brand and what his product is and not really um, you know negotiating with anybody else to kind of right. tamper with it. Um, yeah. I took a lot of that from it as well as the comedy aspect because it was hilarious. But a lot yeah. of the, the moves that he made within the episodes that you'll see when you watch it, 
it's kind of dope. So that's why I really, I really like fucked with it. Some of the people around yeah. him called it narcissism, but right. I, I called it, I, I called mean, it, I called it being very smart. <laughs> yeah, I right. mean, listen, if somebody has a vision and they're able to convince you that it's amazing, then they're doing a good job. Mm. That's how Love I it. All right, so yes, real quick, uh, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and the website where they can get the clothes. All right, so social media, the brand page is urbane.us, U-R-B-A-N-E.us. Um, my personal Instagram is the Charles J, so T-H-E-C-H-A-R-L-E-S-J-A-Y. Um, the website now is actually www.bycharlesj.com. Okay. Um, so we transitioned the name so that we can move everything to one platform and not have multiple sites to sell different things. We want to have everything readily available on one place. Um, okay. Other than that, I don't really have no other social media. That's <laughs> it, really. That's all that's important. We wanted to know where they can, uh, you know, find the stuff and get the stuff, especially the watch, you guys. May 15th. Make sure you guys go check it out. Yes, we will be. Make sure that's on there really big when we release this next week. Uh, make sure you guys are checking our guy out. And when all this quarantine stuff is over, we got to do something to collab together and have I'm some down. type of event. Something Yo, really I good. had I had this event planned. I, t I think I told Jay. I think I told you too. About the, the, the uh, paint and sit. The paint and sit with the boxes. Yeah. I was so upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we can still have it. It's gonna be trash though, because I'm not a good painter, but it was, <laughs> it was a dope event though. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just wanted to save it, save it for like 2021. Yeah. You might have to save sure. it for it. Yeah. Sure did you, you did you try to variation uh, of the watch? Or do it virtual? To, um, did you try to um I thought I thought about that too, but then I was like, it's not gonna give the same like um mm, that I need. Yeah. Fair did, enough. Lauren, did you try to um the thing that I sent you? Uh, did you yeah. try to? Did you, you uh, did you put it in front of you, like on the ground? No, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, let me. I'm yeah. like, wait, no, you can do that. Hold on. Yeah, go like, go to it and then um. Oh wait, the it's on. It's on me. Hold on, I gotta take my drawing off. My other drawing off. To put the other drawing on. Put the other drawing no, on. it's I sent you. I sent you the one that has the watch stand, so you can put it in front of you, like on the floor, and then like if you walk around it, you can see. Yeah. Each side of the product. Right. It's like a 360 view of, of the product. It's really dope. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> so yeah, that's something that'll drop. Like that'll be on the website too. So when people go to the website, they'll be able to click and see things like that. That's crazy. Yeah, we're moving All forward. Right, I ain't with gonna that. hold you. I'm sending you my address now. Because this song is hot. It's so dope. It's, it's so, so dope. It's so fire. Yo, this I'm is looking, I'm actually looking at your website now. You got uh, uh, mugs. You got the microfiber bath mat. That's really dope. Oh, yeah. The bath mats is fire. Well, no. that So the website right now is going to be completely restructured um, for next okay. Friday. Okay. Okay. Really? Okay. I saw that, too. The phone cases. Everything. Yeah. The, the yeah, site this... is fire, for sure. Thank you. You know what? I'll say this. I know I normally I shouldn't do this, but you are literally one of our, our well, my favorite <laughs> guests on the show. No, for sure. No, that ass. No, real, because you keep it super real. I mean, you're told a lot of people don't like to drop a lot of gems because they're afraid that they're giving something away 
that someone else will be able to use to, you know, get ahead of them per se. And it's corny because we all can eat. Because we all can eat, right. But your work ethic is just so much different than a lot of people that we do come across because everybody thinks that they can, everybody can be something, right? But we Mm -hmm. see, especially, I'm sorry, but in Philly, everybody is a designer. Everybody is an artist. Everybody is this, everybody is that. And so many people don't really take the time, like Jay said in the beginning, to perfect the craft and to really like dig into what they do. But every time we talk to you, it's like you always are evolving to another level, like taking these additional classes and doing all this research. I mean, that's why the internet is there, but I really do appreciate your work ethic and how much passion you put into your brand and what you want to put out to the people. Like you don't ever really give us any, you don't give us trash. And some people will be like, yo, let me just put something on a shirt or whatever the case might be. And you know, throw it up against the wall and hope that it sticks. But for you to say that, to take the step back just to really like, perfect it before you put it out to us like I appreciate that like for sure yeah for sure and um like I don't one thing I don't do is I don't um I don't take support lightly like if somebody supports the brand and and shops with the brand I don't like just brush it off like oh you're just another customer like and when somebody's willing to spend their money with you like you gotta hold a certain type of value for that and for me for me it's like being able to take three months off a lot of things like that Gary V talks about is like humility, empathy, like those things that are like things that are within yourself. Like for me to look in the mirror and be like, I'm not my best me right now. I need to take a step back so I can be better three months from now. So like mm-hmm. me taking that three months off, the watch process was going. So it's not like I wasn't doing anything. It's just mm-hmm. things were just aligning how they had to align. And then after the three months and I came back, like I wasn't posting on social media or anything. Like I was on social media, like I was looking, but I wasn't, I, I didn't post anything since November. Mm-hmm. So, and that even with the brand, like I haven't, I didn't do any photo shoots. I didn't do anything from this, like end of November, December, January, I didn't do anything. Um, but just to be able to look yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, I got to take a step back. Like I'm in probably the best mental space that I've been since I started. Oh, I love it. All right, we could do this all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. all the time but we are going to um, you know release you from hostage and let you go but again everybody this is Charles J he is- oh, I'm going to show you show you a little little, little he's showing us more stuff he don't want us to oh got an exclusive another one um hold on let me see it's not done like I, like I said y'all not about to judge me because <laughs> um I'm not a videographer I'm not a photographer he lying I just either. take pictures and I do stuff so this is kind of like what it looks like right now Watch it be a masterpiece, Jay. Right. It's just, <laughs> it's just Basquiat. Uh, it's rendering. He's not a videographer. I'm not. Whatever, man. Not at all. And this is all from the 3D version of the watch. This isn't even the actual watch. I could, yeah, okay. So dope. You're going to be watching yeah. Fox. You're going to be watching. TV and then see a commercial and it's just your watch. <laughs> I wanted to do like I wanted to have like Apple vibes for yeah. It. So like that's the the clean background. The clean background. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right, y'all. We are out of here. It's your girl Lauren Reed, my boy Jada Gentleman. Um, shout out to the entire 
Water Ice Radio family, the Uncensored Podcast, Jess Grubbin. What's up to Hector and our girl Farah? Uh, make sure you are checking more content coming your way very, very soon from all of us. Yep. Um, should be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Um, but make sure you check us out next week. Um, we will have another guest on Lauren Re Live, the quarantine edition. And never forget, not all superheroes wear capes. Sometimes, Sometimes they wear headphones. headphones. It's kind of <laughs> off, but we still there. We got it.